Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. And we have our next guest in studio with us. We have performers from a new show called The Crocodile, which is happening at 45 Downstairs. It's a really interesting one. But thank you for joining us, Jess Stanley and James Kershaw. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Now... Before we get into this, we always like to have a little bit of context for our listeners for who we're talking to. So both of you of you are performers. James, I know a tiny bit about your background. Yes, university days. <laughs> yeah. But could you tell us both a little bit about how you what like what your journey through the arts was, how you ended up here today? Sure, yeah. Uh, we met over a decade ago at Monash University, where we were both really interested in theatre, did a lot of performance back then. And then our paths crossed again several years later when we uh, went to the same acting school, but at different years. And then from that, uh, we we formed our own company called Spinning Plates Co. And we put theatre shows on from that, whether that's shows that we write. Uh, we did one at the end of last year for Melbourne Fringe that had live music that James wrote as well. And it's just a, a means for us to put on art on our own terms, yeah, I guess. Yeah, But we're hearing that more and more on uh, with a lot of people that we have in, you know, start their own little um, companies because, yeah, it does give you that flexibility and, and you know, like, uh, the opportunities. But financially, it's a bit tougher though, isn't it? Because you're funding it yourself then, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a bit of a risk to do, but, you know, you believe in it and you give it a shot and, um, you know, you just hope that it, it ends up your way. Yeah. yeah. And um, and how's it going? Are you doing all right with it? And and you're know, like you're working uh, in in other you know plays uh, to to get money. It, you know, is that what you do? Yeah, so I work a lot with an educational touring company called Complete Works Theatre Company, and actually James does sometimes yeah. as well. And that is a short okay. burst of full time acting work. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. so that's kind of a way of getting by but I became a registered marriage celebrant about a year ago and that's how I support myself as right. an artist right. uh, in a way that I actually enjoy I now enjoy all of the jobs in my life rather right. than working something that I don't Fantastic. like <laughs> a few diverse income streams I think yeah. is important <laughs> as all artists and uh, in the creative world and what about you James you know like apart from uh, the, the stuff you're doing with Jess you know like what uh, are you uh, the flower girl at all the marriages uh, <laughs> I've been thinking uh, trying to figure out a way that I can get in on this on this wedding business <laughs> I where I can start a wedding band or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I said you should become the DJ. Yeah, yeah. 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 package deal. <laughs> I, should, I should become a DJ, actually. Yeah. So, have you got anything to contribute there? You're like, or, or to the wedding scene? No, to, to your career, to your life. Oh, well, oh, oh yes, certainly. No, I, I've worked a number of different jobs. I'm currently at a cinema now, which is really nice, getting to talk to people about art and things like that. But I've done all sorts of things from working at hospitals to Kmart to uh, selling suits and jeans, all sorts of things. You've got, you've got to be limber yes. when you work in the arts. You've got to be very limber. And so with your involvement with this production, I, you're both performing in it. 
given that the production company is something that you're running, are you also involved in other roles within this one as well? Yes. So producers, mainly. Yeah, we're yeah. co-producers and we just kind of naturally take on different roles within that. James, for this show, is handling all the budget stuff. We're also on the VCE Theatre Studies playlist, meaning that Year 12 and Year 11 students that are studying theatre studies can come along to our show and write about it for their assignments and exams and things. So I'm taking care of the educational side. That's really exciting because I remember when I was in Year 11 and 12 going along to the theatre, going to the Malthouse, I think, and and seeing, you know, the professionals do it. And it was just so cool and exciting for me as a young person to see that. And I think it was definitely – it helped spur me along on the way. So we're really happy Mm. that we're going to have young people um, who maybe don't get out to the theatre much Mm. or or see – interesting things so yeah. Yeah, we're really happy to have them and you're also at a, a very prestigious theater um here in melbourne 45 downstairs um what's that like being part of 45 so excited to be there i, I was lucky enough to do a show there in 2017 um with dan barber who is uh, also designing this show and um have been very eager to come back ever since it was under threat for a little bit there with mm. some um, construction works that were going to cause a bit of trouble to the venue so we actually were looking for other venues in the interim, but then nothing really worked out. So we we just waited and held on. And as soon as 45 got back on their feet, we mm. leapt at the opportunity. And we're, we're so, so excited to be mm. there because this is really where we wanted to do the show. Yeah, Great. brilliant. So, now, yeah, oh, sorry, Eve. I was going to say, tell us a bit about this production yeah. because Dostoevsky is not necessarily known for his comedy. <laughs> and obviously this has been reinterpreted by Tom Basden, but... What can you tell us about the story and why you were drawn to it? I I came across this play in in a bookshop, actually. I was in Readings Carlton, and I, I picked it up because it had a, a picture of a crocodile on the front. I thought, this sounds interesting as a play, and I read the back, and it said it was talking about a, a down-on-his-luck actor, who, and that's something that we can... We can <laughs> Relatable. <easily, laughs> we can relate to. Um, a down-on-his-luck actor who gets then eaten by a crocodile <laughs> early in the play but is not killed and suddenly becomes a star because everyone wants to see this actor who's been eaten by a crocodile and, and all of a sudden he, you know, his life kind of changes overnight. And I thought I was reading it in the bookstore and I was laughing out loud and I thought this is, this is a great thing to take to the company and we've had it you know, all through COVID just sitting on the shelf, just kind of waiting and as soon as things started to ease up, we, we made a move on it. Right. And how many people are involved in you know, on stage? Four of us, but there's many more characters. So right. three of us play one role each, and then the wonderful Kate Spiker, who's a brilliant actor, plays a ten different roles Whoa. throughout the show. Whoa! Yeah, she's kind wow. of like a, a jack of all trades. Swing. Yeah, it's right. this kind of master of ceremonies, ringleader kind of role, and she's just in and out of all of these characters, and she's yeah. amazing. And tell us about the design of it, because one of the photos I've seen, is it egg cartons that are used for the crocodile mouth? Is that right? That wasn't from an early idea we had right. that we were playing around for the photo shoot. Uh, the design is going to be very interesting. Dan Barber is an incredible designer. He loves the really overtly theatrical styles. But we're actually playing a bit more with uh, poor theatre and Brechtian theatre for this one. Uh, I don't I don't know what to say without spoiling it, but there's definitely going to be a sense that we're in an enclosure at the zoo that we can't escape from this space. There's almost this Beckett sense of this, we're stuck in this world of a play. It gets a bit meta at points and the fourth well, wall gets broken. Well, you have been broken. by Yola anyway. <laughs> yeah. You? So, yeah. You know, 
using a lot of uh, paper and cardboard and, and the costumes they've been sort of creating new garments out of old clothes so using old uh, leather handbags and things like that to create jackets that have you know textures that might resemble a crocodile and things like that. Right. Mm. And so given that this was originally written in 1865, what is it about it or about the metaphor in the show that makes you feel like it's it's relevant to put on now as well? I think it's a lot about the exploitation of artists and art and what people are willing to sell out for. So you see these characters and and two of them in particular uh, want to be successful actors or uh or they just want to be famous and you can that's kind of open to interpretation which of those they actually value. So there's this real sense of what people are willing to sell out for. Uh, Twitter celebrity and yeah, people shooting 15 up minutes overnight, of fame you know, becoming and a big hit on YouTube and things like that. And yeah, what you're willing to compromise to advance your career because the best of intentions can can start but then fame and attention can quickly corrupt which yeah. we see happen but, but how how does it relate you know like as eve was saying but back then you know like the um the 1800s what was the celebrity slant then i think it's more of a class aspect that they're looking at there right in the original text and yeah. we do also look very much at task and uh, sorry class and how um politicians will manoeuvre culture to oppress class and things like that, mm. again, without wanting to say too much. Mm. And very much about capitalism and, and those kinds of issues and what right. that looked like back then. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen this show, but I've heard it kind of mentioned that um, it sort of plays on the idea that sometimes people in power are quite isolated from the realities of the world and they're the ones that are trying to make decisions for people on the outside and that some people are only happy when they're suffering. That's like a real Dostoevsky <laughs> kind of thing. Totally, and I think that's another uh, thing that's up for debate with this that I hope students that come and see it might discuss in class, that, that idea that we must suffer for our art is uh, very much what the yeah, main character is yeah. going for. And absolutely, he's also this totally privileged guy that has no business talking about the things that he starts to think he's an expert on in this play. Yeah, and his wife is um, really, really loyal, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> I play, she's not, uh, they're not married in, in the updated in Tom Basden's version, but yeah, I play uh, Ivan's ex. It's an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, oh. who's yeah. now with the other character in the show. So there's a little love triangle there as oh. well. Okay. Yeah. okay. And a bit of exploitation. And so what can you tell us about Tom Basden? Because he's an interesting guy in himself. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people actually know him as an actor in Afterlife. He plays uh, Ricky's manager, I want to say, or uh, brother-in-law or both. Uh, so he's a great comic actor himself and I think started in stand-up and he has written a lot for TV, so he's really quick with his dialogue. And I think what he's done so well with The Crocodile is bring in that contemporary a colloquial aspect but it's so funny because it's still set in 1865 oh, yeah you okay. kind of get that contrast juxtaposition like with a, a show perhaps like the great um mm -hmm. where they've got quite updated language them in a very classical setting can lead to moments of humor yeah. absolutely yeah the great was great <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure this will be too <laughs> <laughs> thank you all right well where's it on again 45 Downstairs, we open on Feb 16th. Right, okay. Great. And, and you it's have called? The Crocodile. The Crocodile. <laughs> and you have an Auslan interpreted performance as well. That's right, on Wednesday the 22nd. 22nd. And we are also uh, 
currently organising a tactile tour for a performance as oh, well. Oh, wonderful. Fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. Oh, well, thank you both for coming in. Really looking forward to seeing this one. Thanks thank for you for having, having us. us. Thank you so much. We've been talking to, uh, to Jess Stanley and James Kershaw from The Crocodile at uh, 45 Downstairs here on Joy 94.9, Sunday Arts Magazine. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.